Welcome to the Truth to Power podcast. My name is Curious G. Last week, we released the song Gobble, which gets into labor issues, which is the topic of the show this week. Hope you enjoy the episode. We get a hero's tale, overcome storyline and lines, set to numb. Work, consume, you spin that wheel. Is that how all y'all feel? Uh, is that how hamsters feel? Resentful, sweet, consumed, so, so, so incomplete. Cyclical, cynical, resentful, sweet, consumed, so, so, so incomplete. That's the way we get to bumping, riding sun, rough and tumbling. Pray, baby, tell me something, knuckle bust, kind of thump. That's the way we get to bumping, riding sun, rough and tumbling. Pray, baby, tell me something, knuckle busting, kind of thumping. Artful's ways we watch. Just it's your host, the with the most. Didn't realize it's on me. It's on me, your boy, Ace Cannon. I'm here with the always curious. Curious G. Yes. We here, man. Mm. So I, what's on the agenda this week? I felt like you liked starting that shit off last week, so I was just going to let you start it off this week, even though you don't know which direction we're going in. I don't know what direction I'm going Anyway, that's right, dude. Half the time, I any time, anyway. I don't know which way. All right, we need to get to the work. Let's go. We need to get to the work. <sighs> Here we go. Labor. This is all about that labor. Labor, dude. Mm. Specifically, um, I want to look at some labor stuff. I want to look at. Well, let me ask you this. Let me let before I before I jump in with both feet. Actually, I'm going to back up even farther. Okay. Back all the way up, motherfuckers. Um, I keep saying I should be announcing on the beginning of this show um, a few things about this show. One of the core philosophies of truth to power is that we are imperfectly human, which means we may make mistakes. These are conversations that are natural conversations on topics through poets' perspectives. So we're rappers that frame these topics through the lens of art, but at the same time, we are trying to grow. So the topics that we are talking about have been researched, but you're not just getting doctors talking about this shit. You're just getting average dudes. And um, <laughs> we want to explore Sorry. some of these concepts. So imperfectly human and censorship. The, the only censorship we practice on this show is self-censorship, which means you're going to hear some profanity, but we are going to try to be respectful of mm. people in the place that they are. All right, now. Here we go. With that said. House cleaning out of the way. Why do we celebrate Labor Day? Why? Yeah. Like it's a holiday, right? Like it's one yeah. of the six major holidays that that everybody gets off. It, I, it's something like that. Well, isn't it the day of the union? Yeah. Sign? Yeah, what does that mean? This means that there was a time where the people had a voice mm -hmm. against the corporation. <laughs> so you're vague uh, you're vague on the whole thing well that means i'm right perfect let's move on well you you you, <laughs> you know it's about the unions there's some people that don't know that you know um back in uh 2020 I, when i was taking care of my mom i had on labor day i happened to talk to her about labor day and she didn't know why we celebrated it and it shocked me because her husband, um, well, my, my stepfather, right? The guy that she was married to the longest, I should say. 
Um, he was a boilermaker in New York in the unions for over 40 years. Hmm. And like you would think after 40 years of being in the union and like all of the money that he had and all the retirement that she enjoyed and all the insurance that she used came through unions that the topic of conversation might have come up on why we celebrate Labor Day at some point. <laughs> but she was oblivious. And then since then, I literally started asking people. Like I've asked hundreds of people since 2020. It's one of the reasons that I started this podcast is because I wanted to talk about labor issues because I think when it comes to what we all do as Americans, there's nothing in our lives that we spend more time doing than working. Nothing. We're not even with our families as much during an average work day, right? Yeah. On the weekends, it might be a little bit different on your days off and things like that. But sometimes we don't, we don't even have the same times yeah. off as the the mate that we have, yeah, you know? Even that, yep. so, so work is the biggest thing as far as the impact on our lives. It impacts everything, mm -hmm. right? Um, it impacts how we live for certain. So it's a big topic. And um, I've asked, like I said, hundreds of people why we celebrate Labor Day, including union members in my union. And most people cannot answer the question, even union members. So here's one of the things that I want to say about Labor Day is whatever message that we had about it, I think has been lost. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a given, right? And I think as Americans, uh, most people aren't supposed to know what we celebrate Labor Day for. Wouldn't you say that's probably pretty similar or I guess realistic about like most holidays? No, I think that people have an idea of what Christmas is about. Maybe that's the one. I mean, isn't I mean, it about, like, isn't, I mean, isn't it supposed well, to be about well, Jesus? I say, I say this. So it's supposed to be. Okay, what's I mean, Easter about? That's, I mean, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. What, what's ho Well, Halloween isn't a day we take off but, from work. <clears throat> I guess, but you're, you're right. There is a big difference between that, for sure. Because I was just thinking, I was like, well, I mean, 4th of July, obviously that's the Independence Day. Cinco de Mayo, most people don't realize. That's that. not a holiday we take off. 100%. And that's what yeah. I was just thinking about. And I was just thinking about like St. Patrick's Day, things we celebrate at We schools. take New Year's Day off. We know what the fuck that is. Yeah. Start of a new year. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Everything else is because- even Memorial Day, we know what the fuck that's about. Most people. I, I think most people do. Yeah. Remembering remembering the people that died for our country. But Labor Day, this could be the thing that impacts Americans the most when it comes to our day-to-day -day life out of all of the different holidays. Well, it does, right? Because, it does. Because it's where you are more than any other place. So it, it does affect so what it is, is it's a celebration of everything that, that labor unions had accomplished. And the biggest oh, accomplishment okay. that we ever had was the 1938 Fair, and, uh, Standard, Fair Labor and Standards Act, right? 1938, when that passed. Okay. So that led to things like the 40-hour work week, right? So if, if, you, if you work more than 40 hours, you get time and a half. Um, uh, all the different things uh, when it comes to labor that we've accomplished over the years, you know, like we ended child labor law. That was unions because kids were working here in this country. It's so wild. Yeah. They were working in factories. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and it, it really, the, the time that unions came together, it was when the industrial revolution was coming out and machines were starting to take people's jobs. And, and uh, people coming together to form unions was one of the ways that they could oh. ensure that they had some uh, rights and protections. And so 
in unions, like in my union, if you're male or female, old or young, black, white, Chinese, Hispanic, whatever, you get the same pay as a journeyman. That's equality, right? If you're not in a union, you don't get that same type of equality, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So any kind of equality that is in the workplace, you can thank a union member. Um, the, the safety that exists is something that union members have brought. Like OSHA? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Before unions, there was no safety. It was it was common for a person to die every week on construction jobs. Yeah. At one time, common, right? And and now we have a bigger population than back then. Can you imagine the numbers that we would have if there wasn't those protections? So you know, uh, insurance being tied to your job came as a result of union members. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think that um, the weekend. Uh, came as a result of unions, but it didn't actually. The Ford company was the ones that instilled the the, the weekend, um, but they did so because of the 40-hour work week. It just made sense for them to work eight hours a day for five days and then have a weekend. And the success that the Ford company had um, as a result of implementing the weekend um, caught on like wildfire, which is why most people started to do two days off because they saw how much productivity went up with the Ford company. I've heard that always before. I never knew if it was true or not, but someone told me that it was Henry Ford that invented the 40-hour work week. Yeah, but it followed what the unions accomplished with. So it followed that. Yes. Okay, because for some reason in my head, I don't know why I I was thinking that, I don't know why I thought this was happening when the 40-hour work was like around the Great Depression time. I don't know why in my head I was like, oh, it's around 1910. Well, it it was during the Depression that um, that the the unions had some of their biggest growth. Which makes sense, right? Well, it it does because so many people took advantage of workers during that time. And it was about the only way that people could actually uh, get any kind of pay or fair shake on anything. So when it comes to unemployment, when it comes to insurance tied to our work, vacation pay, holiday pay, the 40-hour work week, ending child labor law, equality between men, women, you know, and, and all the different races in the workplace, all this was union. So the 1938 Fair Labor and Standards Act that passed is part of why we celebrate Labor Day. Um, a lot of people don't realize, but five years later, something came out called the Mohawk Valley Formula, which was a formula of propaganda to undermine unions. See, before, the way that they would break up the unions is there would be a strike. Cops would show up, paid off, of course, bust some fucking heads and get the workers to go back to work, right? But violence wasn't working anymore. People were, were together, union strong, they say. You know, we fought back, that type of stuff. Yeah, Our numbers against their numbers. And we stood up, right? Um, and the, the people that stood up at that time, they realized it wasn't just for them. It was for the generations that would be following them. They knew that they were putting protections in place for people for a long time. So they actually got enough political power to get this to pass. And this is a celebration of all of that. Now, five years after when the Mohawk Valley formula came out, it was a scientific approach instead of approach of violence. They wanted to undermine the unions through propaganda, right? So some of the ideas that were put forth was um, be a real American and support the American business owner. (laughs) 
right? It's so funny now. Well, because a lot of the union ideas came out of Marxism. Yeah. Which was seen as communism. 100%. So, you know, this was part of, you know, you're not being a true American if you don't support the American business owner, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we had the idea of being un-American. We had the idea of being lazy. All these things started to creep in. Oh, yeah. the unions are going to take your money. That's. I remember one of those podcasts we were talking about. That's those logical fallacies we were talking about. Logical fallacies. Yeah. Here's a logical fallacy. Right to work state. What does that mean? Well, it makes it sound like a good thing. Yeah. What does yeah. it mean? Well, it means that at any time. Well, it's at any time. No, that's not, that's not the right to fire, right? At any time you can be fired? Is that what that one is? No. I can't remember what that one it, it, it's, it's a statement that really doesn't mean a lot of things. You yeah. know, I think the way that they framed it was you have the right to go to work without the influence of the unions. People aren't going to take <clears throat> your money and, and supposedly represent you, right? Like that was all the ideas. Gotcha. You get to keep all of your money. You have the right to work and keep your money. Right. But what it actually translates into in the real world, because I worked in a right to work state in Florida most of my life. Right. And I looked at this shit after coming to this state, which is not a right to work state. Um, The laws here compared to the laws in Florida are this right to work state. The laws are in favor of the employer. In a state like Washington, the laws are actually in favor of the employee. Completely different. Right? To put this in perspective, when you go to Canada, when I, would, when I lived in Canada and we moved into an apartment, we paid rent when we first moved in. We didn't pay first, last, security, deposit, none of that shit. We paid the first month's rent. Why? Because all the laws are in favor of the person that's renting, not the people that own property, that own houses, that own multiple places. They have something called wealth. Mm-hmm. They don't need the protection. The poor people do. <laughs> yeah. So like they don't have the levels of poverty there that we have, right? Because of those protections. Well, here in the United States, at one time, we had a lot of um, protections in the workplace as a result of the Fair Labor and Standards Act. But I'd say a lot of those have been disappearing. Yeah. You know, you got a right to work state like Klantucky. Or I'm sorry, did I say that right? Mm. Kentucky, Kentucky, Klantucky. It's not Klan. Oh no, it's not Klantucky. It's Kentucky. I'm sorry. Oh, you're talking about the, st- the oh, state Klantucky. I mean, bad. damn it, I always say that wrong. Again, Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah. Okay, so this is where true. the chickens from. Yeah, <laughs> dude. If you look this up right now, last May, over 300 children were found to be working across the state. Now you can find this information on the on the uh, Department of Labor's website. Right. This has been a national news over 300 children to be found working two children at the ages of 10 years old, working as late as two o'clock in the morning at McDonald's. Ten years old, brother, 10 years old here in the United States. Ten years old, 300 children. Right. So this is. This is America devastating. Yeah. Devastating. So any of the protections that we have, those laws, they're meaningless. And and who's protecting us? Because they got that slap on the wrist of a fine by our government. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the thing. 
right-to-work states. There's 28 of them here in the United States. There's only four states of those 28 that do not have these problems, but all the rest, the other 24 have these problems. Um, You die younger. You're more likely to go to prison. You're more likely to have your children drop out of high school. You're more likely to have severe illness, right? You're more likely to be a victim of homicide or a victim of violence. You're more likely to have alcoholism, drug addiction, a broken marriage. You're more likely to have dental problems. What the hell? Yes. All of this goes back to labor because it impacts every area of our lives because it deals with the money that we make, right? So federal federal minimum wage, $7.25. And in most of the right work states, that's what it is. That's the minimum wage. Some of them, like Florida, are a little bit higher. You're making nine dollars an hour. That's so crazy. It is so crazy. It is so, so crazy. crazy. It is so crazy. It's even crazier that, as we've said before, you know, I'm a, <clears throat> I'm a head hunter, but it's so it's so crazy how easy it is to like do, for people to work in Idaho because mm-hmm. the minimum wage is still seven twenty five. Mm-hmm. So for us, sometimes we're just like, why can't we fill a role here for twenty dollars an hour? You know, here. Yeah. And then there we'll have 50 applicants within two days, you know, because 20, $20 an hour there and you general manager dollars, mm. you know, compared to your worker. So it's just, it's crazy. And that's just minimum here. Yeah. You know, we're trying to find a secretary for $20 right now. We're having like problems doing it. Here's the thing though. I started researching this topic back in 2020, ever since I asked my mom why we celebrate Labor Day. Right. Um, This is one of the things that pushed me in this direction. Um, At the time when I was doing my research, the the living wage was at sixteen dollars and fifty four cents an hour. If you made less than that, you were in poverty. And that's the national average. Yes. Yes. Right. So in other words, if you're if you're getting out of high school, if you're graduating high school with no work experience, and you're entering into the workforce, you're being brought into poverty. poverty yeah. And in order to make a living wage, you have to work more than 40 hours a week for sure. You're talking about you're most likely going to be working two, three jobs in order to make it. Now, this was just in 2020, $16.50 yeah, it's even 54 cents. I got curious. Yeah, good. I said this I'm, week, let's go, I bet baby. this let's price go. of food, this price of gas, this price of rent that has gone up unchecked without a bailout from our government. Hmm? Um, what is possibly the living wage today? Can I take a guess? Yes, you can. All right. So the national living wage. If it was sixteen twenty-five in sixteen fifty-four, three years ago. Thank you. I'm going to say today it is twenty dollars and forty-eight cents. Goddamn close. Damn. Twenty dollars and ten cents oh. an hour. Twenty dollars and ten cents an hour. <clears throat> if you are not making that, you're living in poverty. And if you're if you're making uh, uh, more than that because you're working more than forty hours a week, you probably don't have enough time in your life yeah. to be part of a we the people government. That's so. Wild. So you have been cut as an American out of your rights to be a part of a we the people form of government. 
because you have been discriminated against through your wage. Am I wrong? I'd like, I'd like to hear from somebody and explain to me if I am wrong. Well, coincident enough, I have someone here. Hmm. Um, so, Doctor, no, just oh, I wish we had yeah, somebody. I good. wish there was an official that yeah. could just answer that question. Yeah. But you know, I don't think we're any. We're just people. We're poets and fucking rappers, right? I don't know. I'm just a giant monkey. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, I came out with my dick hard. Ooh, let's go. All right. So, considering the social structures of politics, healthcare, education, law enforcement, and labor, which social structure? Does the average American spend the greatest amount of time involved with other than labor? Anything? I mean, politics, healthcare, education, law enforcement, labor. I think, if anything, it would probably be education. Just because of children. Most people have children and they're associated with it. But I, I think when it comes to personal, though, like the personal, the individual themselves, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, kids can't vote, so it doesn't even. You know, it depends how you want to look at this, obviously, but besides work, I mean, it's just spending time with your family. It's not even, it's not even doing anything to advance, Mm. you know, your status or anything. It's just living. And I think out of all the other social structures, bad, like not to say that's bad at all. Like it's, I think it's good to be by your family, but I think it's secondly, it's, I mean, you're with your, beside your work family. And I think out of, I think you answered the question right. Out of all the other social structures, right? Education is the thing that we've spent more time with because we grew up all going to school, right? This is the thing that's there to prepare us yeah. to be able to work. That workforce. And people are leaving high school and not knowing why we celebrate Labor Day. This is a major holiday. We're not taught labor law. We're not taught how to protect ourselves as Americans in the workplace. We're not even taught what the what the living wage would be and how important it is as an American to be able to have enough money to survive and be a part of. Well, you made mention earlier that I don't I don't remember what the propaganda name was. What was the name of the propaganda that came in? The Mohawk Valley Formula. Mohawk Valley Formula. Well, when that came in, you know, they tried to use science to justify everything. Now, when no, it was a scientific approach. Trying to, to, to justify, I mean, to justify the reasoning for, right? To, to tear unions up from the inside. Fair. All right, we're saying, yes, we're yes. saying the same thing. Yes. Um, well, one thing that I... One thing that I think the government noticed was the power of unions, obviously. Mm. You know, they understood that they had power not only not only for the people and the masses, but a voting right, you know, for the people against. But it's like a double head, double-edged sword. Now, what's kind of interesting is because when you know that, you don't want them to be strong if you're the government, obviously. You know, the weaker the weaker the union is, <clears throat> the stronger the government say is within labor markets. And that's what they want because the more you can do that, you can control things. And, and there's no coincidence why we don't know what Labor Day is. Mm. Because if we understood how strong labor unions were, are, and how much they impacted, if it happened once, it can happen again. But if people don't know about it, then most likely it won't happen again. You know, and I think that's what it is, is why there's a lot of holidays, why so many dumbass holidays, you know, like, Think about right now there's 
well, now I guess it's closer, but Fourth of July stuff was out fucking February. Mm. You know? So it's just like they want to celebrate things. They want things to celebrate so then so then it can overshadow what's actually important. It's the whole Coliseum idea. But we pay taxes, right? We pay taxes. Mm -hmm. One of the things our taxes does is educate us. I feel like does it? It's yeah, it's supposed to. How? But paying for the public school system. Oh, well, okay. It pays for our education. Yeah. It pays for our okay. education. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I think that there's a major fail if we've been uneducated about how to protect ourselves when it comes to labor. <clears throat> I feel like if we are not taught how to protect ourselves and given a um, education that can give us value enough to earn a living wage upon graduation that they have failed us. Yeah, for sure. And it's, you know, they don't, you know, it's, they, they, they prepare us for labor market. I mean, like that's, they do. that's what it is because. But to go into poverty. But a hundred percent because then you're stuck there, right? Yeah. And that's just why you're there. That's enslavement. A hundred percent. And then you know what? The only way you can do this is by this credit card. So go ahead and take one of these, you add on top of sure. it. And then you're, here's two, two cuffs with two balls and chains. You know? And then at the same time, they're in, in debt. hundred percent. Our own government has the most debt in the world. But, but they can still do as they please or do whatever they want. And again, if we do whatever we want, we go to jail. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's, it's so weird crazy. how that happens. It's so crazy, man. It's so crazy. My, my whole thing is the insider information thing. I don't know why out of everything, I, I talked about this last week, I think, but everything that gets me, it's insider information that pisses me off. Mm. How people don't go to jail for giving their family fucking tips and you make all this fucking money. Mm -hmm. But yet, you know, Martha Stewart does it and, sh and she's front page news. Mm -hmm. It happens every, like, Nancy Pelosi's husband is a better stock trader than Warren Buffett. Crazy. Yeah, I think you've said that before. It's one of my favorites, bro. When I heard that, I'm like, give me up. Come on. Fuck you guys. Bunch of cheaters. But if you, if you look at our education system, um, we're being prepared to go into the job market, like you said. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but, but here's the thing, and we're going to get into school at some point on this thing. So I, I really want to talk about labor more than, okay, than, than cool. school. Sounds good. But, but I, 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 have, yeah, I have some thoughts on that. So. But I do think that we should be educated as far as enough to know why we celebrate fucking Labor Day. Right. Because I think we're being set up as prey, um, in the workplace because we're not educated. You, you got jobs like Walmart. 100%. You, you go to Walmart, you go to Target, you go to places like this. They sit down and have you watch a show, like a, a movie, that explains to you why unions are bad. They're bad. Now, there's over $350 million spent annually to combat unions. Dang. Just propaganda and think tanks by companies like McDonald's and Target and Walmart and all these places. Amazon, right? All this money, $350 million a year to combat unions, and it's working. Now, in the mid-1950s, unions were at their height. Here in the United States, we had 40% of the workforce in the United States. And at the time, the United States had the longest life expectancy in the world. Today, unions only account for about 6% of the workforce, and I would argue that most of the people that are in unions don't even know what that means. Like the guys that I've asked, why do we celebrate Labor Day, right? Now today, we're not no longer 
longest life expectancy in the United States. We're number 46th, hmm? 46th. We die way early compared to most developed countries. And our poverty levels are double of places like France and Ireland and so the wild. Netherlands. I mean, double, double. So we have the highest poverty levels of developed countries. And it all goes back to labor. Labor. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. So, I mean, we pay all this money in taxes and we can't be educated enough to enter into a living wage. Fail. Fucking fail. Yeah, but our army's strong. Mm. And you know what? <laughs> it, I, that looks like a great option when you have absolutely no fucking education and no way to make any money. You don't have a choice. Yeah. That's the direction they decided to go. Yeah. Fuck them. I got a missile. You know? And this is this is a labor issue, right? Which is so crazy. Yes. This oh, is a labor issue. 100%. How many people go into the military because they don't see another option? I don't know, but that's a really good question. That is my that's question. That's a really good question. That's my question. If I was gonna, if I was gonna take my percentage, because like I like to take guesses. Do you have a number? I don't. Okay. I don't. Well, the actual number that I'm gonna say right now. Oh, I'm just kidding. It's not the actual number. If I had to guess, percentage of people that go into the military because it is their only option, or I guess is that your question? Yeah. I'm gonna say it's around like seven percent. Six percent. I really don't know. I Me need to look either. that shit up maybe by next week. Seven to six percent. I do know this. Um the the recruitment is a little bit higher in red line neighborhoods. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I had a friend uh, that I went to film school with, and he was a black dude, right? He went in the Air Force. And after he was recruited and, and joined up, they asked him specifically to go to the schools and talk to kids in his neighborhood to try to get them to join the military. He felt it was because he had color and the guys that recruited him were white guys, but they weren't taking him into the white neighborhoods, you know? And I think this type of stuff happens often. I think this happens often, you know, people that are in poverty, it looks like a good option, right? How many kids went into uh, the Iraq war that didn't even know why we were fighting it? I think still to this day, a lot of people don't know why we were fighting it. Mm. But here's the numbers. For every one military person that dies in combat, four are coming home and committing suicide. Yeah. Right now, 22 suicides a day. So yeah, you can go out and get that job, but it might end badly. <laughs> That's true. Mm. One thing I wanted to add on when you were talking about you know, the education system. Um, I was, I saw a picture recently and it was things that they don't teach you in school. And some of them were, you know, taxes. Some of them were like home loans. Some of them were credit cards. You know, some of the things were just, um, you know, filling out applications, filling out employment papers. Where do you actually go to get information? It's a lot of stuff that is it's the stuff that you actually use. You know, mm -hmm. it's like the whole thing about, you know, I got a business degree and all, but it's the business is way different. You know, how it's done practically, how it's actually, actually oh, practical, practically. Yeah. How it's actually done. It's so much different than, than just reading the definition of what a partnership is, mm. you know, to actually understand like all the little intricacies to everything, you know, I'm sure your job is very similar. See, I was an English major and a film student. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of value in those jobs. 
there's more value in yours. Well, yeah. In I the, mean, for in the this pra- country, for the for the practical sense, for money, for money, yeah. yeah but for, I mean, that's a whole other. That's that's another argument in itself, too. Yeah, but we need we need the arts, man. Do we? We need the arts. Do we? I think so. Okay, so check this out. These are the ten highest paid college degrees that you can get: computer science. Is it, are you going from 10 to... No, no, no. Oh, these it's are just, just, just the top top I, 10 highest paid degrees. Do you want to guess? Can I guess some? Yeah, you can guess, motherfucker. Okay, so you said, what was your software de- development? No, the first one I said was computer science, but yeah, you could okay, say that. Software, okay, software. Uh, okay. I'm going to say the other one, mechanical engineering. Mm, this is going to take me too long to look. Oh, okay. Um, all right. No, um, no, I don't see that on that motherfucker. Well, um, well business, like entrepreneurship... Eh, yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. Let me just let, read the. Yeah, because this just is going to take too long. Yeah, We're playing a game show here. Of, yes, I we ain't doing of that. how stupid are we? <laughs> yes, and I won. <laughs> um, petroleum engineering. Oh, that makes sense. Chemical engineering. That makes sense. Economics, finance, biomedical engineering. Oh, I put economics twice. Sorry. Um, electrical engineering, chemistry, and communications. I think it was just a misprint there. But when you look at all those things, right, um, you're talking about computer science, communications, electrical engineering, things to make the structure of our system. Things that have to make things work. Connectivity. Yeah. Connectivity, right? And then you got a lot of things that deal with money. And then you got the things like petroleum engineering, chemical engineering, biomedical engineering, things that, that make the pharmaceuticals and the, the, the cars run. One's, and one's oil, one's pharmaceuticals. You know what I mean? Like these are, this is where the big money is. Dollar bills, y'all. This is where the big money is. And, and a lot of that stuff don't sound too good for us <laughs> or the planet. Oh, you know what I mean? But the, <laughs> I, but, like, it's a, I like those jobs. But and this I, is what we value. <laughs> yeah. This is what we value. Now, here's the 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 10 lowest paid college degrees. Teacher. That, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I bet you can guess these motherfuckers. Um, hospitality. Mm. Theology. Mm. Design and applied arts. Hmm. Visual and performing arts. Mm. Social work. Mm-hmm. Elementary education, mm-hmm. health and physical education, psychology, sociology, and healthcare administration. Healthcare administration. Mm-hmm. That's that on that whole list. That one kind of. Mm-hmm. If that was in the top ten list, I wouldn't blink an eye. Because mm-hmm. in my head, they're overpaid. People are extremely overpaid mm-hmm. in hospitals. Well, maybe the. Um, Doctors and the anesthesiologists and those even others. I mean, I see some. You, have you seen some of the offers that? I don't know, well, I mean, Harborview gives out some nice offers, bro. Mm. I'll say that mm. comfortable offers. So, it, it, what I notice in this list of the the ten lowest paid college degrees is the things that we're taking care of is people. Mm-hmm. If you take care of each other, there's no money in that. Mm-mm. If you take care of the spirit, like the you know theology dude, right? Psychology, sociology, right? Um, if you take care of the mind, like a teacher would. If you take care of uh, the body, <laughs> <laughs> you know the health and physical education that isn't fixed with a pill, right? <laughs> like eat right, exercise, all that kind of stuff. Social work, 
all these things, we have absolutely no value for taking care of each other. Not when it comes to paying people. It's so crazy, right? Exactly. It's so crazy. Now you got to wonder why here in the United States we're so fucked up. I mean, it's individualized. So things army of one, which is crazy because we're supposed to be land of the free, home of the brave. Our Everyone value system. Yeah. Who sets that value system? I mean, whoever, whoever the king, mm. the one with the gold. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's what, when I first time I heard someone say, you know. Because the first golden rule I ever learned was treat others like you want to be treated. But when I heard someone say, you know the golden rule, right? And I was like, yeah, ha, ha, ha. I just think that was all good. They were like, no, 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 no. The man with the gold makes the rules. <laughs> and I think that's what it is. And I was like, fuck. And I think that's what it is. Because if, you look, at, if you look at our taxes, right? All the, all the big tax breaks go to the wealthiest people and the wealthiest companies, Right. It doesn't really, it's not really there to educate Mm-mm. the poor people <laughs> and prepare us for the workplace. Well, not nah, because the loopholes are always done by people that have went to school for it, who mm. are there. So, bro, you can't, you don't have an, an extra $399 to go to get that top, I don't even know, this, I'm just making up this number, but that top thing at TurboTax or H, H&R Block to where these guys hire a CPA, literally a guy on staff whose job it is to find loopholes. Mm. I'm trying to find just the Fruit Loops. <laughs> like, bro, which, you, know? you want the Fruit Loops. Mm. So here's a number. Nearly a third of Americans lack access to primary care services, including routine checkups, while 40% of U.S. adults say that they're delaying care or going without because of financial costs. These are working Americans. Have people accepted less and less over time while giving more and more? Yes, but it's by design from the by design from the upper, by necessity from the bottom. Mm. I think if we were actually educated to uh, the point of having a valuable wage, maybe we wouldn't have these problems. I don't. I don't think we would. I don't think we would. I think, and the thing. See, I think that what's crazy about America is that it had all, I mean, who knows? I, I can't tell the future, obviously, but it had all the makings to be great. Like, great. Yeah, like, but we have to be involved as Americans. I, that's exactly, I was, that's exactly what I was going to And if we don't have go. the freedom to do that. And if, you're taking all my points right now. Ooh. Damn, come on, man. Come on. Uh, okay, you be smart for a minute. I'm going to be okay. dumb. Okay, <laughs> so... They're taking all our freedoms from us. No, but no, that's exactly what it is though. It, it It is. And it's just day by day. It's, it's just slowly, it's just slowly happening too. And then bro, I was just thinking about this today. We were talking about a work, like the elections coming up, mm. <sighs> bro, Trump's getting charged. Mm. So now, now we got to deal with that. So that just means more bullshit's going to get passed. More freedoms are going to get taken away because when the spectacle's on, the players play. Oh yeah. It's time to go. It's their favorite time. It's like. More financial law was, was written during 
baby Bush's second presidency than any time in the history of the United States. And what were we dealing with at the time? Housing market crash, right? Well, they were writing a lot of laws. And guess who was probably writing those laws? Same people that made it happen. Yeah. The guys we bailed out. Mm Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Mm Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. But we don't have time to pay attention. Nah, bro. Because we got to work. Because I've been looking for those fucking Fruity Loops. That's right, dude. Talking about dog. Fruity Loop. Yeah. So, you know, this is why, maybe, the United States spends more money on law enforcement than we provide to the education system. You know? Because when you're in poverty, you tend to try to get things. Mm -hmm. You try to find some means to an end. Gotta get mine. And if you don't have the education or a job that will pay you enough to be able to survive and have health care and take care of your family, <laughs> then you're going to get it any way you can. Yeah. Get rich or die trying. Do we like the way we're living? I would say most people are probably not. You took a survey. They're probably not checking very satisfied. Mm-mm. I mean, we're overworked, and we cannot be a part of a we-the-people form of government. Overwork, underpaid, underappreciated. Undereducated. Undereducated, overstressed. And and the things that we pay the least for is the things that's going to heal the mind, the spirit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It's We don't even got an extra hour to go to the gym. You know, some people. Mm. It's true. I mean, and it, and it is true, man. Some people don't got an extra hour. I don't like when... I, I've learned from a very young age that I have should have no opinion on children or no opinion on other people's relationships because I don't got either of those. So that's my zone to shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, you know, when it comes to mental illness... I do have this, though. You might have a little bit of that. <laughs> but according to John Hopkins Medicine... It's an estimated 26% of people ages 18 and older, that's one in four adults, right, suffer from some form of diagnosable mental illness. 25% of our people, hmm. right? Of course, when we consider 40% of Americans don't see doctors. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's probably a lot higher. That's a- It's that's probably like a, a lot right? higher. That's like a joke right, right there, like well-written joke. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And and if you consider our attitudes towards mental health in this country, it's seen as a weakness still, right? Yeah, it's yeah. starting it's starting to change. Um but here's the question that I have. <laughs> if let's say let's say most people in this country suffer from some form of mental illness, which I'm going to say that even though their numbers is one in four. I'm going to say if 40% of Americans don't go to doctors and most people aren't going to be completely honest, <laughs> right? Yes. That, that it probably is higher than the, the 26% that the medical professionals say that we have, right? Um, are we ready for virtual reality? We're not doing so well in reality. I, mean, I was like, <laughs> we haven't even done, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, I don't even think we're doing that well here. Oh, fuck no. But- Maybe it's the best place for some people. Mm. Maybe it's the best place. Bless their heart. Well, since 2020, mental health-related visits to the emergency room have jumped 31%. Just since 2020. 
jumped 30, 30, 31%. In two and a half years. Yeah. Oh my God. I can only imagine what the suicides among children are these days, because since social media showed up, suicide among girls has gone up 40%, and among boys, it's gone up 30%. I remember you saying that one of those. That's that's insane to me. It is. a lot of people, bro. And we don't value mental health care workers in this country with with a living wage. Yeah, we don't even talk about it. Mm. I mean, you invest in what you care about, right? Like anybody does. So the government obviously invests in what they care about. Right. You know, every country does because it's what's in the best interest of their people. So they say. So they want and, to portray. And where do those teachers get their money from? Where? Yeah. Well, I mean, us. Taxes. Taxes, yeah. Right. But I mean, and and Ironically, the biggest industry of employment in the U.S. here in 2023 has been the public school system in the U.S. Yeah, there's more people working in the public school system than any other thing that you can I work was just, at. Um, I was just watching something on this actually, and yeah, it was more. We spend more per capita for education, for um, healthcare, and also prisons. Mm-hmm. And the healthcare one is so crazy because we don't even have healthcare. That one just out of the other ones, like I get it, you know, kind of. But the healthcare one, mm-hmm. how we spend more per person, but yet don't have healthcare, blows my fucking Dude, mind. All the countries that fought in World War II got free healthcare after World War II, except for us. Blows my mind. So the biggest industries, right? The top three since here in twenty. 20- 23, right? The biggest industries in employment here in the United States, public schools in the U.S., hospitals in the U.S. is number two, and fast food restaurants. <laughs> you know, if, if we stop eating all the fast food, maybe we're not going to as many hospitals and we don't need as many motherfuckers working at the hospital. <laughs> Preach. But here's the Preach. thing, right? Like, That's uh, if you take care of the mind, if you take care of the body, right? This is the things that that we have a lot of people doing but they're so underpaid, right? I if, if you're getting out of college and you own student loans and you become a teacher, you're probably going to live a life pretty close to that poverty line. You're, I mean, pay- paycheck to paycheck. Paycheck for, to paycheck. For, for a long time. Paycheck to paycheck for a long time. So the average teacher long in this country, time. average, median, right? $27 an hour, right? Now let's say the 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 living wage dollars an hour. That's that's average. So there's a lot of people making less, some yeah. people making more more, right? That's crazy. But that's man. average, right? So $27 an hour and you've got to pay all those student loans back. You got no chance. You're barely making it. You're barely making it. You might be you might be credit card making it. You might be credit card making it. Yeah. Right? Because wow, that's crazy. That's like fifty four, like fifty three thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's before taxes. So you're probably taking home like forty seven, forty six. Okay, that's living. And now let's say you live here, and you better not question the curriculum. No, you can't because you can't exactly. You got to pay them student loans yeah. back. What do you? Okay, that's fine. You can go get another job with your with your sociology degree that you got. That's so successful in the workforce. So what are yeah. we taking care of? The government. <laughs> that's who we're taking care that's of that's what we're working we're, for we're working for yeah okay. hey, just you, uh, so I gotta get going I gotta get some sleep so I can put in another eight hours so I can pay the man tomorrow 
What's the difference between an American and a slave? About how many letters are in each? Mm. Mm. For real. No. I'm not being funny. No, I know. I'm not I mean, being funny. I mean, the one... I'm dead ass serious. I boy. mean, you can you can take my, my smart ass answer right there and it can be true too. I mean, is there... Is there any? I don't know. We can walk the fuck around. I mean... Slaves couldn't do that. We don't get beat on a dime. It happens to some people. Mm. But, I mean... <clears throat> I can't say it's, I, I, I don't even want to answer that question. Cause for me, I'm not, I'm never, I'm not a slave. I probably have some things that put me in that market, but I know that I'm not, I'm not struggling like that. <laughs> like I can go and pick up and go anywhere I want right now. I mean, no one's going to stop me, but I don't think that some slaves could just pick up and leave. Whenever they wanted to. I don't know if poor people can. I don't know. They definitely can't. You know. That's that's what I was saying. It's kind of a weird. Because even us. Even like. We're just. We're probably like right on that last. We're probably like the last part of the middle middle class. You guys. You and I are probably like on the last ditch effort of middle class. You know. I I make okay. I, mean, we, you, I, I make okay. Okay. I, but, I, I'm. I think I'm in the top 30% here in the United States do, and I don't make that much money. No, but we, but it's, but it's okay. You know, that's what I'm trying to say is like, <clears throat> I had the gas money this past weekend to go backpacking, right? I drove over to the Olympic mountains. I went backpacking and I had the gas money to do that. There's people that don't have the time nor the gas money to go. Yeah. I've talked to people here in the United or here in the state of Washington that has never been to the Olympics, not even sure where they are. Right? They're they're like an hour and a half away from driving. It's the same thing about, you know, someone from the Midwest who's never seen the ocean. Blows my mind. Blows dude. my mind too. And I grew up looking at the ocean. <laughs> you know, seeing the mountains, constantly going to the peninsula as a kid. Yeah. So uh, I think that there's you know, that money and power, bro, I, that's like the one thing that I, out of all these things, that might be one of the funniest things that I've argued. Because it is. If you have money, you have all the power. Do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. It's your get-out-of-jail-free card. It's your ticket to the lunch table. It's your ticket to the best shows. It's the best everything. Just sad. I mean... Beautiful and sad in the same time because there's some people who've worked their fucking ass off that started with nothing and you see success stories and those are beautiful. No, those are few and far between. Definitely happens, but. Well, people, people believe that in this country, if you work hard enough, you can get anything. Want, I mean, yeah, I don't know. See, that's another one. I don't know how much of that because the American dream, like, you know, two, like, you know, two story house, boy and a girl. Wife and a husband, white picket fence, two car garage. I'm not sure how often that gets talked about anymore. <laughs> I I don't think that people believe it anymore. Yeah, that's see, I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think they, I don't think they believe it at all. Um, I think we got rope doped. We absolutely did. We 100 percent got rope doped. That's this the rope dope Jesus, man. Dude, they're the best, the biggest gangsters on the planet, bro. <laughs> Governments. Well, you know, you know, I think that um, with this, uh, 
what do you call it? Um, the Mohawk Valley formula. I think when, when they came in and they started this system of propaganda, businesses paid attention to this stuff. Propaganda? Yeah. And how it worked? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're talking about five years after 1938. So you're talking about in the 40s. And there was already like, people already knew propaganda worked. You know what I mean? But like I said, before 1938, they relied on, on you know, violence to break up the, the, the strikes, break up the unions, right? Just go in there and bust some heads, you know, scare the people kind of a thing. Um, but, you know, this is the reason why these companies spent a combined $350 million a year to combat the messages, right, of, of a we the people place in the workplace, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and there's no government protection as far as uh, educating us in the school system to be, to be um, prepared to have some critical thinking, when we go and sit down in Walmart and they make us watch this movie that shows, oh, unions are bad. Yeah, I don't want to be in one of those. Yeah. I mean, we have, we, we don't, we're not prepared mentally by yeah. our own education system to enter the workplace in any capacity, not with a wage. No, just right? to work. We're not prepared to enter into the workplace and earn enough money to be a part of our own government. You know what, you know what you have to make to get that, $20 and 10 cents an hour. If you're 18 years old, getting out of high school right now, how many hours you got to work to make that 20? Yeah. I mean, you're in Idaho. Okay. Well, in that case, <laughs> okay. Well, it's something I can tell you exactly. So you want, you say 20. Yeah. So you're going to be working. So about 120 hours mm, a week. If make, you're making, that, if you're making minimum that, wage, to make, to make, to make $20 an hour. Yeah. If you're making minimum yeah, wage about, how much time you got? It's 172. Yeah. You're not, you're probably not going to pay attention to politics. You but you got to sleep, homie. Yeah. And that's not even talking about sleeping. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing we, we didn't mention in here a lot today, but it is, it's another thing. It's like, yeah, there's minimum four hours or you, you can't do anything. Mm. <laughs> you know, minimum. Well, even less for some people, but or more, but. This is the right to pursue happiness. This is? Labor issues. Oh yeah. Labor issues. So that, that statement, the right to life, right to liberty, and the right to the pursuit of happiness, that was a labor issue. John Locke wrote that. That came from John Locke's philosophy. And, and part of his philosophy was, and he was a Christian, right? So a lot of this stuff here in the United States is based off of a Christian philosophy. Um, he said that because of sin, we were required— according to the Bible, to work the earth to make it bring forth fruit. Hmm. Okay? So if you work to bring forth fruit, you have a right to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Hmm. Right? So your pursuit of happiness is directly tied to your labor. Hmm. Do most Americans seem happy? Absolutely <laughs> not. Oh. But I'm feeling great. Mm. <laughs> Must be this when we do some endorsements, <laughs> try to get some corporate sponsors on this place. Me and you got lucky. Me and you go got lucky. On, well, go we, we make decent money. Oh, 100%. Decent money. I mean, we're not rolling around mm -hmm. in it. We're not balling by any means, but we, we, we're not starving. Like I said, I went camping this week. I went backpacking. Yeah, I, I have a, I got a Lego Coliseum. Mm. 
It's an extra 650 bucks. Dude, that motherfucker's badass, though. Oh, yeah, it's sick. Uh, yeah, it's sick. Yeah. I, I don't even do that shit. And yeah, I looked at that yeah, thing. I said, God yeah, damn, it's, it's that's... I mean... And I'm about to make the Daily Bugle next. What's up, Spider-Man? Oh. <laughs> but, okay, but, you know, here's the thing. Okay, I'm old as fuck, right? I see I, you're old. I went no, backpacking this weekend after working a construction job all week. And I showed back up to my construction job on Monday. It's physical, right? Mm-hmm. I'm over 50 years old, mm-hmm. right? I'm over 50 years old and I'm physically able to do that. Why? Because I work the kind of job that pays my bills and I can still go to the gym and work out, right? I can take care of my physical body. I can take care of my mind, right? To be able to make decisions like I want to go backpacking this weekend. Yeah. You know, that's a freedom. And that comes directly as a result to the economics of my labor union that provides me with a good wage and access to health care. And that came as a result of people coming together. Mm. Mm. God bless America. Yeah, God bless America. Have we gone on a long time? I don't know. I don't know either, dude. I don't even know. I, I got, I, to be honest with you, I got so excited with all this shit. I think we, we probably need to cut this motherfucker off. How long have we been going? I don't know. Me either. I have no idea. I don't know either. I'm emotional. I'm about to cry. I need a hug. I, I don't even think I had time to be funny during this I whole episode. I need a text break. I'm usually funny. I try to be funny. I need a text break. But I couldn't even joke around. I had the humor today. Don't worry. Don't worry. I didn't even bring up Selma. Guess what? Oh. <sighs> So there it is, baby. We back. But when the robots come in and, and, yes. and we all lose our jobs mm-hmm. and we all get tucked into a new dream in that mixed reality of virtual reality, mm-hmm. you know, me and Selma Hayek, we're going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good luck. Oh, are good we luck. ready for mixed reality? Because <laughs> we ain't in reality too, too good. <laughs> Have a good week. <laughs> oh, this is truth to power. Um, now listen, here's the good news. Here's the good news. Hmm? Um, I know that this has been a topic. Um, and I think this is one of the ways that us Americans actually could create some change is that we ask in our education system to be educated on labor issues. Teach me. Mm-hmm. And I think it should be discussed as an option for kids to be able to go into unions and to understand what it actually means to be a part of a union. Because I think that it should be taught what the Fair Labor and Standards Act actually is of 1938 and why we celebrate Labor Day. And that is a power that we could actually affect as a people. Hopefully, the next debates that come up, somebody actually brings up labor issues. Mm. Truth the Power Podcast. Support us. This is Curious G. Ace Cannon. Out. Listen and learn. Back to work, my dumpling. Sweetest tongues talk consumption. Desires bought, you'll come a run. And what foods you grow from field to plate, what you create, what you make. So we were talking. Well, first off, did you listen to the podcast when you were mixing it? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. So you know some of the some of the conversation yes. that'll save me some time. Yes. Um, I'd like to ask, you know, like if if a family or if a single parent even is working eighty hours a week, you know, just to make it right. sixty eight 
60, 80, 90 hours right. a week. What, what happens to that family? Oh, man. Um, it's almost as if the parent, in a way, isn't even around because when you're gone, as a father myself, a newly father, I have a year and a half old, uh, if you're gone 70 to 80 hours of the week, it's hard to be, quote, unquote, present, right? Um, I don't even know. how many hours, Do you know how many hours are in a week? If you're gone 80 of it, what is that, half the week? That's got to be something like that, right, Sean? Jeez. You know, I actually don't know offhand how many hours are in a week, yeah. uh, 24 times seven, Yeah. you know, whatever that is. So you're talking about, let's just do some quick math, uh, a little bit less than 200, right? Uh, I don't know exactly, but it's a little bit less than 268 hours, right? So if yeah. you're working 80 of that um, and then you sleep, uh, I, parents, eight hours of sleep, you laugh at that because that's not even a real thing, especially when they're young, but take take <laughs> out six hours a day from that, you know what I mean? So let's do six times seven real quick. 42. Yeah, dude. Jeez, bro. Yeah, you don't have a lot of time. No, you don't. And you gotta you and you gotta take care of the household. You gotta grocery yeah. shop. You gotta pay bills. You yeah. gotta do these things. So, you know, you you said like you are our new father. Yes. You know, your son's what, one years old. Yeah. You know, brand new dad yeah. and mother in the in your house. Yes. Um, imagine if both of you were working crazy hours like that. What would happen to your marriage? Oh man. I mean, not just to be there for the kids, but I feel like you'd think it would deteriorate, right? Just because you're not giving each other any, like you're not working on the marriage anymore. It's either working or when you're at home working on the child or whatever, and then there's no time for you, me, and that's it. You know what I mean? At all. So, And so, so here's the thing, and here's my point, my long ass drawn out point. Right. Um, the smallest unit of society is always the family. Your, your son is going to learn from that smallest unit right. of, of society right. and grow up a little bit, go into school, which is a larger, larger version of, of our social structures, uh, go out into the world and get a job and join into politics or different things. Right. And, but, but everything we learn, we learn from that family unit on how to interact with the world around us or even what the world is about. You know, and if we're working this much and we're not there to raise our child. There's no societal and, and, structure in place in the, in the household if you're not. No, there, everything you know. in our society begins to deteriorate. Yeah, no. Good point. Actually, yeah, it does. 100%. Mm. So is that why, and, um, is that why, statistically speaking, sometimes single parent households, um, the kids are more likely to suffer from things like depression and stuff later in life just because the parent is working all the time and either they're at the babysitter and being tossed around or at daycare, which is a whole nother other to pay or uh, God forbid raising themselves essentially at the house. Um, they're not getting that. Cause that's the one thing. A lot of people think being a parent is just, you, you support them financially. It's so funny because I don't even think kids care about finances until they get into the teenage years and they want stuff. When they're young, they need to be nurtured. They need to be loved. They need to be parented. You know what I mean? Like, Sure. <clears throat> you have all these super rich celebrities having kids, um, and it's cool for the pictures, but their nannies are raising them, right? Like, they don't know that person, really, as they grow up, and then they have a strained relationship. So I, you know what I mean? Like... Um, you know, or, or, or the question is, is if you don't have the money to hire somebody, 
and you're working on these hours, yeah. maybe the kids are the latchkey kids, you know, oh, yeah. um, maybe, maybe other siblings are watching them, oh, maybe yeah. neighbors. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But it's not the parents, you know what I mean? And, uh, no, that's who they and look, even if you and learn from it, especially at young ages, you know that, you know? Even if we're paying somebody to take care of our kids, there's a, a missing ingredient in that, and that's love. You know, you, you could pay somebody to take care of the needs of the child, but you can't pay somebody to love your child. 100% agree. And it's it's interesting, like like I was saying, everybody just is like, you know, well, I take, uh, I'm on child support, so I take care of him financially and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, everyone's situations are different. Everybody's households are different. But like you said, dude, the child needs love and guidance, you know? That's two things that money does not buy, believe it or not. You know what I mean? It does not. Yeah, and I think work affects everything about our lives, including the way that our children is raised, you know? Like, it, it, it really has a huge effect. Um, and in the song, I really tried to kind of capture how we are kind of like that hamster on a wheel, Right. You know, that, that it's just this uh, cyclical type of, of life that becomes cynical, right? And, and we kind of get locked into this day-to-day -day thing and life slips by us. You know what's interesting, though? I was thinking um, when we had made the beat for this, like if you had just heard the instrumental um, by itself, it, it actually fits the song. It kind of has a darker vibe to it, would you say, Sean? Just like the sample and everything on it? It does. I don't know if you remember me asking for a drum to sound like a hammer was hitting. Yeah, I do remember that. Like, I was just playing the beat earlier before um, <clears throat> before we got on this phone call. Um, I was, it was just the instrumental. I was like, holy shit, this is kind of like almost horrorcore, dark vibes. But the way you approached it was so cool because it wasn't like uh, rapping about... Killing and murdering, biggity, 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 you know what I mean? Bullshit, you know? Like, you fucking, like, approached it with how you usually go about approach it, tackling, like, real issues, real problems, and saying nothing but facts, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm all about that shit, dude. <laughs> what, um, back to the, um, the hammer drums, what was the reason for, or the idea behind that? When we when we were looking for the percussion the percussive elements for this record, because I was thinking about the work that I do, you oh, I know, like that. Um, I was thinking about the work that I do construction. My trade is the 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 trade that most people die in is is construction. There's more people that die in in construction than any other type of work out there. And you know, like we always think about cops that risk their lives and firemen, and and not to detract from what they actually give. Right because I think what they give is tremendous. Right. But by, by the numbers, um, we're dying more. You know, we are more likely to die when we show up on a job. And, you know, what I do specifically has a responsibility attached to it because we work at the edge of buildings and sometimes I'm 30 stories up and we're working with tools that if, if it went over the edge could kill people. So I have not just the responsibility of keeping my own ass alive, but I have the responsibility of keeping you can't um, you can't innocent. fuck around and drop something from that height. No, 
<laughs> it would be uh, it would be kind of bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a reason why we make the money that we make. Um, but you know, the other thing is is that when we're doing this work, we're working. I've I've been many times thirty stories up in the middle of winter with wind and rain and all that stuff. Right. Um, like if you remember our churches episode, that was a picture uh, off of a ledge that I was walking around that was as wide as a ladder. Oh yeah, that shit. That shit was giving me vertigo just looking at that image. I'm like holy shit. And that was only twenty stories up. And I want to say that that was in uh, November or something like that. And yeah. it was pretty pretty cold. It was either November or December. Um, but the wind was whipping right through Seattle streets, man. And um, so I, I was trying to, in the music, I was trying to reflect the hardness of, of actual labor, you know? Um, and I actually had a conversation with an apprentice today about this. And I, I said to him, you know, a lot of people think about what they're going to get when they get into this trade as far as money, but they don't think about what they have to give. And one of the things that we give is we die young, younger, you know, um, and like I said, every day that we're at our job, that uh, we're we're putting our life at risk. But, but so, besides um, the statistical aspect of it, of people in your field um, dying younger, do you feel, in retrospect, now that you've done it for years, do you feel like you've missed out on anything because of the amount of hours you've worked over the years, or do you feel like there's anything that you've quote unquote like left behind or anything? Due to working so many irregular hours, I mean, dude, I'm pretty sure you've worked an 80-hour a week before, right? I guarantee it, right? Oh, dude, I I, I have. When I was in Florida, which was a right-to-work state, yeah, um, you had to do things all the time. Like I worked 40 hours a week in glass. I worked about 20 hours a week waiting tables, and then I had a side hustle. I fixed glass on the side. I knew a couple people that like owned a landscaping company that would break some glass once in a while, and I'd do those repairs. And then, you know, back before, uh, you know, I, I, I quit drinking and doing drugs and all that, um, I, I was selling weed on the side, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I always had something yeah, going on. jobs, man. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, that, and this, this is the idea, you know? And I, was, and I was that single parent that was home with my daughter, right. you know? I, I made sure that I was around and available. Um, now I paid somebody to take care of my daughter when I went to work Right. and on, um, Friday and Saturday night when I waited tables, it was, uh, my mother-in-law that would take care of my daughter. So I had less time because of the amount of work, but I was still an active parent and, and took time to do that. But all that was a sacrifice, you know, since I've moved to this state, which is not a right to work state. Um, I've made a wage that has allowed me to work only one job. Although when I first got to this state, I didn't know I'd be working in the union. And um, my first job was literally two and a half hours away from where I lived. Damn. So I was I was putting five hours in the vehicle every day because I couldn't get work like I was getting through the union, but I had to work in the cities, you know, um, where I happened to live. It was too far away, but I had three girls at home and a wife and, and you know, I had no problem giving that for my family. Um, but you know, when we look at the values that we attach to work and things like that, is it greater than the value of our families? And that's, that's a question we should all ask because in this country, divorce and the issues that kids have had is off the chain. 
ever notice if you ever see someone with an eye patch, they never wear glasses. Why do eye patch people all have perfect eyesight with one totally fucked eye? But if you were to have an eye patch and you start having poor vision, I think you would kind of look dumb with glasses. Do you think they just muscle through beyond half-blind? I suppose you could wear a monocle, but then you run the risk of being labeled a highfalutin pirate, and the rest of the pirates will exclude you from the pillage. I think it would have been interesting to have been a pirate. You would have great stories. However, if you were an pirate with an eye patch, all of your stories would be told from the same perspective. I never got to be a pirate. I ended up working in construction. Better hours. But construction worker stories are better than listening to an accountant or a professional popcorn maker. You see, most construction workers are normal people, unlike pirates, which means not too rapey. I worked with this one fuck. Let's call him Not Kevin. He would have been a better pirate than a construction worker. Anyway, Not Kevin and I had been working on the roof of a 24-story building in July. It was hotter than a peg-leg pirate's ball standing in the fire pit. Anyway, we have to wear a harness on the roof, and in early morning, not Kevin drove into work with a motorcycle, wearing a black sweatshirt that he was still wearing and sweating through the goddamn sweatshirt. I said to Not Kevin, Fuck, Kevin. Take that off. Why are you wearing a sweatshirt? Not Kevin says, I can't. All I got underneath is a shirt without sleeves. In case you're not a construction worker, this is a safety violation, and he would have been sent off the job site losing a day's pay. I should also explain that not Kevin is not in reality. Like other bad apples of construction, not Kevin is on drugs. Apparently, walking around on the rooftop with no rails is not enough of a thrill. He needs to be about as high as giraffe pussy walking uphill in high heels. Eventually, not Kevin starts coming down enough to realize how unbelievably hot it is. It's 95 degrees. So add 20 degrees to that because we're on a roof and round up to black sweatshirt hot. We get off the roof. As he takes off his harness and black sweatshirt, he has a black t-shirt with cut-off sleeves. Of course. Then he gets this black permanent marker out, and he starts to draw lines where his sleeves would be. What is not Kevin worried about? Hey, bud, are these straight? (laughs) Keep in mind, no one is on the roof but us. Everyone will see him 
at a distance of about 24 stories. They will not see from ground level uneven sleeves and dig further into this situation only to discover that not Kevin has tried to dupe the safety guy. I said, why not just tell our foreman, um, let's call this guy not Joe, why don't you just tell not Joe? Not Joe can get one of those shirts from the contractor for you to wear. What does not Kevin say? Fuck that. I don't want Joe to find out. He says as he continues to spend 10 minutes filling in the white part of his upper arm with a black permanent marker that has now begun losing ink, not even halfway up his arm. Fuck. Here comes reality, warming its way back into the one-eyed pirate view of the world. Then, not Kevin has an epiphany. Aha! Powdered black chalk. We use it to mark lines that we snap with on a string. And you guessed it. This chalk is black. And he grabs a handful of it, pats the chalk onto his shoulder, staying carefully within the incredibly crooked sleeve lines. I would have to say, at a glance, it looked good. He even got up to his pits for artistic continuity. Now, we get back on the roof, and then the sun hits. Not Kevin starts to sweat like a Baptist minister crossing the street during a gay pride parade. I look over, and the sweat gets his chalk sleeves dripping all down his arms. Raindrops of black sweat fall from his plentiful armpit froze from the very time that he raises his arm into the air. He's a fucking mess. I think I started to laugh. Then I realized we are working together on a roof. In case the other person needs to be rescued, like me, or get medical attention. This is like being on a date and seeing balls underneath her skirt. I lost my train of thought. Then salvation came unto me. It's lunchtime. Not Kevin was waiting for lunch. You see, they sold shirts at the convenience store across the street. He said he was going to buy one, and we could continue on without further issue. Not Kevin returns with a bright yellow t-shirt that says hooked on Jesus and now it's somewhat stained like his skin from the black chalk that now covers his arms and midsection. He is also holding a half gallon of chocolate milk which is two-thirds gone as he approaches me chugging the chocolate milk. I asked him, did you eat lunch? I smoked some. I only eat at night. What the fuck does that mean? Now it has to be over 100 degrees, which makes the rooftop about 120 degrees. This has devolved into fuck tartary without limits. Not Kevin offers me, very kindly, some of his chocolate milk. Bro, I haven't had anyone offer me a swig from their chocolate milk jug since I was drinking some in kindergarten. And I thought, but even... 
if I thought that shit was cool. Aren't you worried about drinking a half gallon of chocolate fucking milk on an empty stomach? He was not. Not until he finished the milk, about half an hour later, on the roof, when he could feel a bubbling of something unpleasant up in his guts. Now, if you have never seen a grown man shit his pants trapped inside of a harness on a hot roof in July wearing a hooked-on-Jesus t-shirt while being hooked on drugs, as he melts off black chalk into a puddle of sweat and liquid shit and chocolate milk, it may be because you work as a computer programmer. But trust me, if you ever see a one-eyed pirate wearing glasses... Get to know him. He probably has some stories to tell. Thank you for listening to the episode of Truth to Power that deals with labor issues. This is probably a sensitive topic for a lot of us, but I think that we have to talk about some of the things that are a little bit sensitive. If we don't, we'll never really fix any of it. Thanks for listening. Country consumption, the way they thumped in, the way we get early worm rise up to bumpin' a whole gravy, baby. No, not for nothing. Work then, constant nonsense consumption. We get a hero's tale, overcome storyline and line, set to numb. Work consume your spin that wheel. Is that how all y'all feel? Uh, is that how hamsters feel? Sweet, consumed so, so, so incomplete. Cyclical, cynical, resentful, sweet. Consumed so, so, so incomplete. That's the way we get to bumping, riding sun, rough and tumbling. Pray, baby, tell me something. Knuckle bust, kind of thumping. That's the way we get to bumping, riding sun, rough and tumbling. Pray, baby, tell me something. Knuckle busting, kind of thumping. Artful's ways we watch, just watch, clock around the clock. Stomp consumption, endless talk, street, hot, block, march, half, cock, knock, divide, two, side, chop. What's right look like when it pop? Long since I felt that drop, I see it perfect, fit the screen. Dreams end, caught up in sleep. Morning splits, us from slumber, given this, knocks to hunger. Drift, swim, going under, work that work, no time for plunder. Opinions given, no one heard, breathless burden tied to work. Step aside, I'm in the earth, dreams may die for what's life worth. Melancholy trudges towards ungrounded mirth. Consumption of your mind, never mind the heart. <laughs> Get to bumpin', work that work, spend quick consumption. That's the way we get to bumpin', work that work, spend quick consumption. That's the way we get to bumpin', work that work, spend quick consumption. That's the way we get to bumpin', work that work, spend quick consumption. Hungry, no little son. Hurt that hurt. Back to work, my dumpling. Tongues talk consumption, desires bought, y'all come a-running What food you grow from field to plate, what you create, what you make It's like we picking locks outside of heaven's gate Claiming lost, spent, raped Come right in, quick into fate We're on the clock, no time to wait It's right to work, you don't be late It's right to work, you're right to break Right, hell yes, right this way They could've just said right to become a slave huh, That would be too clear that's the way we get to bumping. Rod and son, rough and tumbling. Pray, baby, tell me something. This knuckle busting kind of thumping. Now, 
to bumpin' like we know a little something Gobble up sweet consumption Get it all right, chill, leaving nothing Is that Grinch slink thinkin' thunkin'? Jeez Louise, my heart a-thumpin' We all gravy, baby, like uglies bumpin' Raw it through, rough and tumblin' Raw it through, rough and tumblin' Raw it through, rough and tumblin' Steady chopping, axe, downloaded mental trap, classic cycle, right on track, up deep programming.